Securities and investment advisory services offered through Next Financial Group, member FINRA SIPC. Sierra Ridge Wealth Management is not an affiliate of Next Financial Group. The Dow Jones Industrial Average is a price-weighted index of 30 actively traded blue-chip stocks. The S&P 500 is a market-cap-weighted index composed of the common stocks of 500 leading companies in leading industries of the U.S. economy. This material is not intended as an offer or solicitation for the purchase or sale of any security or other financial instrument. Past performance does not guarantee future performance. All the views expressed are those of Hunter and not those of Sierra Ridge Wealth Management or Next Financial Group. Next does not provide tax or legal advice. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Wealth Accelerator podcast. Hunter Lowry here. I am a financial advisor, and my goal is to help you to create a family legacy, not just short-term wealth. Well, I want to give you guys kind of a monthly update of everything that's going on. There's been a lot happening in the markets. We still have inflation concerns. Uh, The Federal Reserve is raising interest rates. They had their Fed meeting last week, uh, which we'll get into. There's uh, some issues going on in China. I mean, there's always issues going on, right? Um, I did the 30 reasons not to invest, which pretty soon is going to become the 3,000 reasons not to invest. (laughs) And that list is ever, ever, ever growing. I mean, it's it's never going to go away of having more roadblocks that we're facing. But, you know, again, a lot's been happening. The market's actually been on a tear this last month, which was contrary to popular belief. A lot of people were still saying, you know, a month and a half, two months ago, uh, Hunter, you know, maybe I should be getting 100% in cash. I'm hearing on the on the radio that we're going to probably get down to 3,100 and we're going to have a major downturn still and inflation's going to kick our butt and we're headed into a recession and all these crazy things that are going on. But yet the market's up huge right now. So worst thing that you could have done was sell, you know, two months, a month and a half ago at the bottom and sit on the sidelines and miss this quick recovery. Well, again, why did this recovery happen? What can we expect going forward? All these sorts of things is what I want to cover today. Um, And I also did a video of this on my Facebook page and on my YouTube channel because it helps to be able to see the graphs and things. So if you want to be able to see the actual video of that um, and have the visuals of the graphs and everything, you can find that on my Facebook page, just at Hunter Lowry or on my YouTube channel. It's at the Wealth Accelerator podcast. If again, if you do want those sorts of visuals. So um, let's jump right into it. I've been having my semi-annual reviews with all of my clients. And again, we've been talking about a lot of the same stuff we're going to cover here today. Um, you know, what we've changes that we've made to our investment models, which we've done a lot um, to kind of take advantage of sectors that we currently see uh, that are undervalued uh, to help limit volatility going forward. And overall, you know, just to better accommodate this ever-changing market, especially that we're seeing right now. Um, also, you know, I was just keeping everybody up to date with sort of my thoughts on what's going to happen going forward and why the economy has been doing really well. Now, again, it's no news to anybody that inflation has been a major concern. Any person out there that spends their own money on things knows that uh, gasoline is up, you know, go to the grocery store, uh, all of our food, everything. It, it, inflation has just been an issue. So, Um, The Federal Reserve, as we talked about, has come in and they're trying to pump the brakes on the economy and slow down this inflation problem by raising interest rates. When they raise interest rates, consumers feel poor. They spend less money. It slows down the overall economy. They're needing to slow things down because of how much money was dumped into the economy in 2020 during the pandemic and when they were giving out PPP loans and all the other things to, um, you know, basically anybody uh, was able to get some their hands on some free cash and they dumped so much money into the system that inflation 
inflation became an issue and they needed to slow that down before we had a even larger issue, you know, over the long run here. So they're starting to, they've been raising interest rates and been again, pumping the brakes on the economy and it's working. You know, believe it or not, we might not be seeing it in our everyday lives. You might say, Hunter, I still am way overpaying at the gas pump. I'm still way overpaying for a loaf of bread and for eggs. And I'm seeing inflation everywhere, which is true. But commodity prices are starting to fall. We're starting to see the effects that the Fed is taking are beginning to actually have a tangible effect. It's starting to work. Remember when lumber was just skyrocketing and oil was skyrocketing and all these different commodities, that was the place to be. You wanted to be investing in them. Well, now looking over the last, um, the beginning of the third quarter here, gold is down over two and a half percent. Um, cotton is down almost 4%. Crude oil is down almost 11%. And wheat is down almost 11.5%. These commodities have been getting beat up. It's no longer the place that you want to be. They've been absolutely getting smoked, which again is telling us, hey, the 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 uh, action of raising interest rates and slowing down the economy, we're seeing it right here in these numbers. They're starting to slow down. They're starting to fall. So inversely, that's a good sign for the overall economy. The Dow Jones uh, during this beginning of the third quarter here is up 5.3%. Uh, the S&P is up a little over 8%. And the NASDAQ, which has been the most volatile, remember that's the tech heavy index. And remember also volatility doesn't only mean down. <laughs> we always forget that you hear the word volatility and you think that it's just plummeting down. Well, volatility also can mean good on the upside. Um, the NASDAQ is up over 12% just over uh, the beginning of this third quarter here. So again, worst thing that we could have done is jump into cash and hide on the sidelines and miss this ups, uh, this upswing. Um, like we cannot time these things. Nobody has a crystal ball. We never know when this is going to happen, but we have to be disciplined with our risk tolerances, with our different buckets of money that we have invested so that we can stay in long-term and ride out some of these waves because it's going to happen. We're going to have peaks and troughs. It never goes up in a linear fashion. Um, we have to be patient and historically, you've always been rewarded for being patient and investing in U.S. capitalism. So uh, another reason why the uh, markets have been up was some good news from, from the Federal Reserve during their meeting last week. Jerome Powell came out and had a really good press conference, um, said a lot of things that instilled a lot of confidence within investors. And again, I played this clip on my Facebook and YouTube channel. I'm not going to play it on here because the audio is a little bit hard to hear. Um, it's better with the closed captions. However, uh, basically one of the main things that I heard throughout that thing that he addressed was, um, of course, there was a lot, but one of the things that stuck out to me the most in instilling confidence was uh, when Jerome Powell addressed the fact of whether or not the U.S. is in a recession. And this has been a hot topic and something that's very scary for most people to hear. We hear recession and boom, your, your brain goes right to 2008. And you just think of, you know, major crashes, um, horrible economic conditions. It, it's very, very uh, a fearful word. Well, you know, in technical terms, yes, we're in a recession. All that has to happen technically to, for the U.S. to be in a recession is to have two uh, consecutive declining quarters of GDP. GDP could go down by negative 0.001, two quarters in a row, and you're in a technical recession. And that's basically what's happening. I mean, GDP has hardly 
I mean, hardly declined over the last two quarters. It's it's so minimal that, that it could be absolutely flip-flopped by just a little bit of rounding, and we could be in not a technical recession. It, it's pretty silly. So, um, you know, on the main uh, spectrum of a recession, there it, it's such a big spectrum between a 2008 recession and where we are now. We're at such a bottom-bottom level of even what a recession has the potential of doing that you know, we shouldn't be fearful about it. And that's what Jerome Powell was saying. Yeah, you know, maybe technically we are, but he doesn't see this as a real world recession. Uh, Unemployment numbers are absolutely fantastic. The labor market is going, you know, extremely strong. He sees no reason to be panicking about a major recession here. And I personally agree with that. I mean, of course, the labor market is something that we're going to have to be keeping an eye on. And there's some reports coming out later at the end of this week that, um, again, we'll have to be paying attention to. Uh, But, you know, that was what uh, Jerome Powell was saying is, hey, maybe we don't need to be as aggressive as we thought on pumping the brakes on the economy. Uh, We'll keep our eye on the labor market, but we don't see the recession being a main issue, uh, potentially like people may have thought that it was going to be. So the recession fears, you know, he kind of kiboshed that a little bit. Um, so we can kind of get rid of uh, that fear word. But on the other end of the spectrum, we have uh, Brian Belsky. He's the BMO, or he's the chief investment strategist at BMO, sorry. And he thinks that the S&P is going to get all the way to 4,800 by the end of the year. So the far end of the spectrum, and that's what's so funny about the internet. <laughs> I mean, you can find people that say, hey, the market's going to absolutely tank. You need to just buy gold bars and bury it under your house because every single thing you own is going to be worth nothing. And you can find people that say, hey, invest in this stock and it's going to shoot the moon by the end of the year and you'll be a bajillionaire, (laughs) whatever you want to find. So we have to do our best critical thinking to, you know, determine what is the right answer somewhere in the middle of all these things. But I do want to play this clip of what Brian Belsky said and why he believes that the S&P is on for such a big tear going forward. So this is what he had to say. I do. Look at commodity prices look at lumber prices look what we've seen in in miles driven and look what we've seen in gasoline prices yeah i do think that this could be i do think that this could fall off a lot faster than everybody thinks and think about too that farmer jim loves to talk about onshoring a trend that's been going on for a long time i don't think that we're going to be our companies in the united states are not going to be putting themselves in the same type of scenario that they did with respect to the lockdown in terms of supply chains and i think supply chains are open we know supply chains i'm sorry are open up pretty dramatically Scott and I think that's all gonna add up to an elevator down in inflation by the end of the year that most people are not expecting because we're still kind of playing defense and the most bearish people by the way they're the ones that missed the move Scott they're the ones in May and June that were calling for 3100 3400 and now they've missed this big move in markets and so for them to turn bullish now I, I think that's fantastic I don't think they will because they want to double down here, especially given uh, the seasonality portion of the market. But let's see some of these people fold on their on their bearish calls in September, and October for the year end rally. That could be a face melter. <laughs> the face melter is my favorite term. I like that one. <laughs> but basically what Brian is saying is, hey, again, inflation is coming under control. He thinks that it's going to fall like an elevator, he's saying. 
Um, which again, it reminds me of my Tower of Terror experience. I did, <laughs> I did an episode on that a ways back. I don't like that Tower of Terror elevator visual brings back bad memories. But um, he thinks that inflation is going to absolutely just plummet. Um, a lot of those issues are going to go away. And again, the Fed is going to be able to be a lot less aggressive against their uh, fight against inflation. It's going to be great for stocks going forward. We're going to hit 4,800, which would be an unbelievable rally. Um, you know, historically, August and September are a little bit slower months. Um, and then we can potentially get the year end rally, which, hey, who knows? Maybe that will lead to 4,800. But I'll tell you what, if it does, it would really not be a great thing to be sitting on the sidelines in cash, just watching the green screens continue to rise um, in all of the your favorite stocks and favorite positions to do really, really well throughout the end of the year. So who knows? Um, not saying that that's going to happen for sure. Uh, again, I am a little bit more bullish than most in terms of uh, things going forward. I, I think that there's a lot of panic out there and, and a lot of unreasonable uncertainty of people that, you know, it's the market is ran by fear and by greed. And I think that fear has taken over and, you know, potentially there's more fear in the markets than is healthy and can lead to the bears beginning to get hurt and bulls beginning to prosper during some of these upswings. So overall, guys, you know, at the end of the day, whether we're in a bull market, a bear market, whether it's a recession, the market's up, down, sideways, up, wherever it's going, the principles that we stick by and the principles that we build during your financial plan is what we have to live by, right? Living below your means, budgeting, having the right risk tolerances for your goals. All, all of these things that we address when we build your financial plan, they don't change. And it doesn't matter what's happening within the markets at that point in time. We're set up to handle the volatility because again, we know it's going to happen. It's not an if, it's a when. The markets are always volatile um, to some extent. It never goes up in a linear fashion. But again, we have to be patient and stick to the plan that we build. So if you would like help, you have any questions, you want me to look at your portfolio, make, sense, make sure that it makes sense for your specific situation. I'm always happy to chat and answer questions. You can schedule a call one-on-one -on, -one on my personal calendar at hunterlowry.com. You can schedule a strategy session right there. So with that, guys, it's a great day to have a great day. Take care, everybody. Thank you.